What is going on, beautiful people? It is your boy, Jesse, a.k.a. Jesse Prada, and you are listening to the Christ Convo Podcast, where we inspire you to live the best way you can for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope this episode blesses you. Without further ado, let's get into it, y'all. Yo, yo, yo. What is up, y'all? What is going on today? I'm back at it. Today, we are going to have a real conversation, like a real one. And before I start, I just want to say I'm literally talking with a little smooth instrumental in the back. And uh, it's my boy, Nick Toons. His name is Nicholas Padilla. He's an amazing keyboard player. Um, Follow him on Instagram. His name is Nick Toons. The track that's playing behind me is called Be Still. So go download that on Apple Music because it's fire. Um, I just wanted to shout him out on that because I'm going to be playing his music. So just so y'all know, and I'll put I'll put it in my I'll put it in the uh, description of the episode as well. So, yeah, y'all, what is good? We're going to have a real conversation. That's why I got this music, because I'm going to just really sit down and talk to y'all. It's not a conversation because this is my podcast, but I'm going to talk to y'all today. And it's funny that this is happening because it's Valentine's Day. I guess happy Valentine's Day to everyone. I'm not releasing this on Valentine's Day, but like, I guess I was pushed or led to make this specific podcast on Valentine's Day and it makes sense. But this is like about romantic relationships. Um, and I guess I, I'll eventually go into a little bit of my testimony. Um, I'm going to be very, very discreet because I want to use wisdom. But I'm going to talk about my experience. Um, it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, so obviously we know when it comes to Valentine's Day, it's the celebration of love. It's the celebration of relationships, like romantic relationships and things of that nature. But And there's nothing wrong with that. I was talking to one of my friends or I was talking to a group of my friends last night. And I'm starting to see why a lot of people sometimes in the body of Christ, especially a lot of leaders, you know, there's a trend of doing relational teaching. So like relationship series and things of that nature. And I understand sometimes it could get very, very repetitive. Um, it, it can get very, very repetitive because it's like we keep talking about relationships. Why do we keep talking about relationships? Like there's more to God than relationships. There's more to him. And I, I definitely understand that. And I get it. And honestly, for a while, I was kind of annoyed because I'm like, why is this continue? Why is there this continuous trend of um, why is there this continuous trend of relationships, um, teaching and things of that nature? Because there's just so much more to God than that. And I don't think and I can't speak for every leader, but I don't think people were intentionally trying to shy away from the other things that God may be involved in. But I guess now as somebody who's in college, right? A young man, like I'm 22 years old. I can see the necessity of teaching when it comes to relationships. Now, not everybody's relationship teaching is biblical. So that's another issue. Um, but what I'll say is this, is I'm noticing a lot in the body of Christ amongst young people, people of my age range is that, and I, I know this may sound prideful um, to say that I can know or sense these kinds of things, but it's true. And any believer has the ability to do this. And y'all know what I'm talking about. 
And honestly, sometimes you don't have to operate in the supernatural or the prophetic or the discerning of spirits. You can just look and know, right? But there's many couples that are not God's will. There are many relationships that are going on in the body of Christ right now that are not God's will. And it's just very, very interesting to see. And, and, you know, one thing I've been, one thing I've told my friends last night, I'm like, I really see what the devil is doing. And I'm not saying all relationships are bad. Like, I believe some people heard God with the person that they're dating. And I believe some people didn't. Just like it is with every other aspect in our lives. Some people listen to the Lord. Some people don't. But I can definitely see what the devil is doing. And I was telling my friends last night, I'm like, you know, if the enemy can really get you in your soul, like in your affections for a person, in the way you feel, in the way you love for a a person, like puppy love and bubbly feelings, which none of this is bad, right? Like a lot of the people that are going into these circumstances are good, upstanding and loving people. You know what I'm saying? And it's just that the enemy is using this passion for their demise. Like you have, and this is the thing, praise the Lord that he's the redeemer of all time and time is in his hands. Right. But I, you can literally see people like missing out on things, like knowing good and well, like, eh, Like, this ain't it. You feel me? And like I said, it's not everybody, but it's definitely present in the body of Christ. And I guess it will always be present, you know, as long as we're here. Um, But it's saddening. And and there's a lack of discernment. There can also be like a lack of discipleship if it takes place. It's like, um, so for example, I'll, 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 I'll sort of go into my testimony a little bit. I'm not blaming anybody for anything that I've done. Everything that I've done, It was my decision and it was my responsibility, right? But this is the first thing that happened to me. I got saved and immediately got in a relationship. Now, I cannot say what God's timeline is, right? And when somebody is supposed to get married or when somebody is supposed to start dating. At the end of the day, like it, you you have to talk to the Lord about that. What I will say is this. If you barely know the Lord yourself, if you are barely intimate with God yourself, it's going to be extremely difficult for you to have a healthy relationship spiritually, emotionally, all of the requirements that are necessary in a relationship, right? Obviously, we have some um, logical things and normal things, you know, such as dates or, you know, knowing your person's favorite color, you know, things of that nature. Like, I get it. But a lot of reasons as to why, you know, there's there can be a lot of ro- romantic toxicity, if you will, is because a lot of people who have stepped into romantic relationships don't even know God. Therefore, they don't even know themselves. And now they're trying to get this. They're trying to get to know this person, right, who they see who is attractive, who is sweet, who is loving, who is kind. And they're saying, oh, my gosh, I like what I see. I'm going to pursue, right? Or I like what I see. I'm going to accept this. And because this person, and listen, you have to realize the Bible says, do not be ignorant of the devil's schemes and the devil's devices. The devil knows what kind of man you want. The devil knows what kind of woman you want. The devil knows 
your favorite scriptures. Come on, hear me in this. Like the devil knows the kind of sermon topics you like to listen to. He knows all of that. And listen, a lot of people would be like, how in the world? No, trust me. Like he can use these things to deceive you into thinking that you are in a relationship or you are in a connection that is God's will for your life. And it's not. And so a, a lot of the thing is, is like you have a lot of people following their heart. And I, I remember I was I was take I was I went to my boy's house earlier today and I saw a sign on somebody's door and it says, follow your heart. And in my head, you know, my churchy self, I said, well, the Bible says Haha, that the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? Right. And so you have a lot of people dating and there's no accountability like you have people hopping into relationships romantically. There hasn't been any discipleship. There hasn't even been development in hearing the voice of the Lord. There's no accountability. Like, who are you answering to outside of you and this person you're dating? Anybody holding you accountable to making sure that y'all are living up to the standard that God has set? You know what I'm saying? Safety and a multitude of counsel. You, you know what I mean? Um, I'm not saying if you're dating, everyone should be in your business, but there should be some wisdom going in it. And so, you know, the problem is, is and I understand like people are ignorant. I'm just having this conversation because it's, it's real. Like it can get real saints. You know what I mean? You see, you see that woman of God over there and she's beautiful. She has everything that you desire, the characteristics and things of that nature. You see that man of God, he has all these characteristics and this, his posture and his, and, and listen, he could, we, the person that you're interested in could very much so be saved, filled with the Holy Ghost in love with God. And it still not be what God has for you. We think like sometimes we can think just because the person is saved and fears the Lord and loves him that, oh, because of that, like surely God would be okay with this. Surely God is behind this. Surely me and this person are supposed to be together, right? Like these kinds of things really need to be confronted. And so, you know, even with culture and like the idea of love, I was just reading Matthew chapter five and I love it because, and I didn't, you know, one thing about the Bible is like the more and more you just read it, even when you read chapters and when you read books of the Bible that you've already read, God will just show you something different. And so Matthew five is about discipleship and it, it's about when Jesus's disciples, you know, Jesus is sitting, I don't know where he's sitting. Um, oh, he's, he was sitting on a mountain. He went up on a mountain and he was sitting and his disciples came to them and he began to teach them like the foundation, like the foundational beliefs of how to look at life and how people, uh, how to look at life and what their interaction should be like. So for example, one thing I noticed in Matthew chapter five that Jesus would consistently echo or consistently echo is, is you have heard it was this, but I say to you. Right. So I'll read one word says. You have heard that it was said to those of old that you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whosoever look at a woman with lust has committed adultery in his heart. So this is an example of Jesus setting the disciples straight. Right. Even how if you look at the gospel, right. The gospel, the first thing that was said, Jesus, repent 
for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repentance means to change your mind, change the way that you think. And this is Jesus is preaching repentance to the disciples. He's literally saying, you have heard this, but I say, so you've heard that do not commit adultery, meaning do not sleep with nobody in their bed. But I'm telling you, as Jesus, your rabbi, this is the standard that I've set as your rabbi, as your Lord, as your shepherd. I understand what you heard, but this is what I'm telling you. I'm telling you that even if you look at a woman lustfully, you have done the act of adultery in your heart. And that's my standard. And this is what I say, because he has that authority to say that. And so my question, you know, what I'm saying when it comes to relationships and when it comes to, you know, romance in society and things of that nature. It's like Jesus is saying, you have heard that if you like this person and they're saved and they love God. Cool. But I tell you, you know what I'm saying? It can, it can really get there. You like those moments of those moments with God can happen and have happened with plenty of people. And it's just so interesting. And it's like I said, it's not just with relationships, but I guess like I'm honing it on relationships because this is things that I'm seeing. And it, it is it's, it's real because, like I said, the devil, there's like he knows he knows what you like. He knows what you prefer. He knows. And so if he can get you. In a place to where your heart is so full and and you're so, you know, loving and so emotional. Like, I get it. Like, I'm a very emotional person. I'm a very vibrant person. And I'm a very passionate person. And there's nothing wrong with this. The problem is, is when the enemy uses it and we're ignorant to the fact that he's using this to take us off of track of the path that God has set before us. Right? In Song of Solomon, it's talking about there's in Song of Solomon, there's plenty of instances where it talks about awakening love before its time. But I'm going to specifically read this scripture, Song of Solomon, chapter three, verses five. And it says, I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or by the does of the field. Do not stir up nor awaken love until it pleases you'll find other verses in song of solomon that will say do not awaken love before it's time right do not do not do not and i think it's just a sobering concept to really ask yourself and even if you're if you're a listener in my audience like i'm not saying you heard god i'm not saying you did or didn't i'm just challenging you as a brother in christ to really evaluate the romantic relationship that you're in and ask yourself, did the Lord release you to date this person? Like, I understand we have the scripture where it says he that findeth the wife finds a good thing. And I get that. There are instances where men can find partners based off of the discernment, based off of the clarity of their destiny and what they have to offer. And they are able to pick and discern through the wisdom of God, the kind of helpmate that they, you know, that they need in this life. And that's cool. But there are also instances where you may see someone and, and I'm speaking from a man's perspective, you may see someone and you may desire to pursue, but the Lord will say no. And so obviously in those instances, you have to 
have your own relationship with God, even in the woman's perspective, right? If a man is pursuing you and he has, you know what I'm saying, all of the things that you desire, but the Lord can tell you, no, that's not it. And I'm not going to go into, I, I don't believe in the one, but I'm not, that, that's not what this is about. This podcast is not about that. Um, it's just more so, like I said, sobering wisdom in regards to romantic relationships and like just being very, very cautious in the way that you go about them. There's nothing wrong with romantic relationships. Listen, marriage is my portion and is hallelujah, but also wisdom. Right. And, and I sent I sense like when it comes to these kinds of things, I'm, I'm thinking of the passage in in uh, Proverbs where it says wisdom is crying out. And, I, and I, I hear wisdom crying out and I hear a lot of saints ignoring. Right. Like there's another thing that I've heard consistently. You know, what I'm saying um, it could be a trend of dating a project. And what I mean is you see somebody, you love them. You see how great of a person they are, but you know that this person is not where they need to be in their walk with Christ. So it can turn from, oh, this person needs to know God more. And it could go from that to, well, my assignment is to date this person and to, you know, lead this person to a greater depth of who Christ is. And I can do that by being in a romantic partnership with this person. And you ain't got to do that. And a lot of a lot of relationships, romantic relationships occur because people just decide to put them places, put themselves in places that they never had to in the first place. This is why there could be so much pressure, so much difficulty, so much turmoil. And it's like there could be so much confusion. And it's like there's there's nobody like you alone are making the decision. That's why the Bible says there's safety in a multitude of counsel. So it's like even when you desire to pursue someone or even when you desire to initiate a romantic relationship, there is not like there is literally it will be nothing but beneficial to you to have people in your circle. Men of God, women of God, leaders, whoever, you know, what I'm saying you ain't got to tell everybody your business, but simply just asking for counsel, saying, what do you think the Lord is saying in this matter? Do you do you sense this? Do you sense this? Because at the end of the day, regardless of you having a relationship with God, you may miss it. Sometimes you may not hear everything and it's OK. You may think you heard something because that's what your heart wanted. But deep down inside, you didn't. This is the thing. Sometimes, especially when it comes to this topic, we will make God say what he wants. I mean, I'm sorry. We will make God say what we want him to say. Our hearts will formulate that the Lord is speaking to us when he's not. Our hearts are formulating that he approved of this connection when he didn't. Our hearts are formulating that this is our future spouse. And the Lord did not say that. All I'm doing is trying to sober you up. If you're in a relationship, praise the Lord. I pray God's blessing over you that you and the person you're dating, you know, God accompanies you all into marriage and you have an amazing marriage and the hand of God follows you all wherever you go. And like I said, it's just a it's just an honest, respectful, sobering challenge. And if you're single, like one thing that one thing that I have heard 
from my leader, especially prophetically, is God is going to be sending a lot of I'm not going to say marriages. I don't know if it's marriages, but it's like God is sending a lot of romantic relationships like he is initiating that this year. A lot of people are going to, you know, I'm saying meet their spouses and they may not know that that's their spouse, but or if maybe they will know, you know, but at the end of the day, like there's going to be a lot of things that the Lord is going to do romantically this year for the body of Christ. So as people of God, that means we have to be on guard because Satan is a copycat. Satan, like the Bible says, he roams around like a warring lion. Satan is not a lion, but he perceives himself as if he is one. He copies the Lord. He has his own kingdom. He tries to be a God. I mean, he is a God. He's the God of this age, but he's not the one true living God. Hallelujah. But um, the point is, is he's the counterfeit. He sends the counterfeit. So if especially he knows he hears the prophetic words that people release, he, he knows what God has told his people. He knows these kinds of things. Right. And so if we know that prophetically speaking, that this is a year where there will be a lot of romantic activity in the body of Christ. How much more should we guard ourselves? How much more should we sharpen our discernment? How much more should we be praying, right? To seek the Lord for wisdom and guidance on who it is supposed to be with us. Who are we supposed to connect to, right? And so, like I said, it's sort of throwing away the mindset of approaching your love and your romantic life in you just being the one making all of the decisions. It don't work like that no more. If you're in the world and you don't follow Jesus, you could say, I like her. She fine. I'm going after it. We go, we, we have the same interests. We do the, if you ain't in, if you're in the world, cool, cool. You go forth. But when you are, when you, when you are a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, you got to look at it from the perspective. Okay, this is what I heard, but is this what Jesus said? And a lot of people in the body of Christ, not just dealing with romantic relationships, right? But just when it comes to the principles of Christianity, how a man or a woman should live, the family dynamic, what's okay and what's not okay. We're going off of things that we have heard. My question is, is is what you heard what Jesus said. And if it is not, who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Did Jesus say this? Did the Lord say this? Did God release this to you? Is your spirit at, is the, is your spirit at peace with this? Did the Holy Spirit release you to behave or interact with someone in this way? Or did he not? And only you know that. The reason why I'm making this podcast, and I keep saying this, is because this is just a challenge. Like I said, there are relationships that God is forming and it's a beautiful thing, but there's a lot of instances out in the body of Christ where people are just doing stuff. And it could be anything. It could be because people want attention. People want to feel valued. People want to feel loved. People want to know that they are important. Um, and I mean, a lot of this is obviously just a lack or a deficiency of the presence of God. Because when you get before God and you are endowed in his presence, the feelings, the tingling, it's not all, it's not all about that when following Jesus. But don't get me wrong. Jesus will give you butterflies. Jesus will give you a tingling in your stomach. Jesus will show you and tell you how beautiful you are. 
Jesus will tell you how important you are, how special you are. He will do that. Now, don't get me wrong. That's not the foundation of your relationship with him. But the nice bubbly feelings of what it means to be loved, of what it means to be valued, of what it means, yes, Lord, of what it means to belong to somebody, Jesus can give you that. He can show you that. And until you get it from him first, you will rely on another individual to give you something that they don't even have the capacity to. Because now a lot of relationships are becoming codependent. Where the person is depending on the other person or vice versa on a specific void or on a specific deficiency that the presence of God is able to handle. And only the presence of God, only God himself can handle this deficiency. And so, like I said, this is why accountability is important. This is why prayer is important. This is why discipleship is important. When I got in a relationship, how I approached it literally was I prayed and I spoke to God, but I did not answer him back. I mean, he did not answer me back. I literally told God, I said, Lord, I want to do this. This is what I'm going to do. And then I continued to move and walk in the way that I wanted to. And I genuinely regret it because it didn't just get to a place to where I was hurting myself. But now I decided to bring somebody into my rebellion against the Lord. And it didn't have to be that way if I had just obeyed. And so this is the thing, even in those moments where I was in that relationship, listen, let me tell y'all something. I'm a, can, I, can I just be blunt on here? There were prophecies given. There were, there were, there were dreams that were given to me that I'm telling you all of it. And, and there, there were, there were things that I just liked and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great. But at the same time, there was so much turmoil because I know I was living in rebellion. I was living in rebellion. I want to read something to y'all about what that passage or what that specific verse was about the um, about Solomon saying, do not awaken love before it's time. This is what this is what it says. It says the meaning seems to be this true love. That which is worthy of being called love should be spontaneous. There is a danger in trying to force love or to stir up passions before their time. There is a tendency, especially among the young, to fall victim to puppy love or to mistake infatuation for true love. The speaker of the speaker in the Song of Solomon would save us much grief. The charge not to awaken love until it pleases is a warning against entering romantic relationships too young. It is a warning against becoming so desperate to find love that we start looking for it in all the wrong places. It is a warning against trying to manufacture feelings of love where there were none to begin with. And this is the thing. I love how in that in that explanation, it was saying a lot of people are confusing infatuation with love. And they're using their infatuation to try to manufacture the love, the love that we're commanded to have as husbands to love our wives as Christ loved the church. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the godly love that is supposed to occur in godly relationships and godly marriage 
people are trying to manufacture that off of um off of infatuation and i think you got to ask yourself man like what helps and i can say specifically for me in my situation what helps or what helped me is asking yourself them hard honest questions what what is it do you not believe that god can send you a spouse so you'll just settle come on we going to be real in here do you not believe that you can wait and use self-control so you're trying to rush to get married so you don't have to burn anymore the bible says it's better to marry than to burn but it's also saying it also says not all things are all things are lawful but not all things are beneficial so you know it's not to discredit anybody who happened to get married to burn but i'm just saying like the, you should not get married because you lack self-control because at the end of the day even after you marry there's still a lack of self-control there so either way the marriage didn't the marriage didn't do anything but it just helped you to not have sex while in sin but there's still a lack of control in your heart that God wants to deal with you see what i'm saying and so all i'm saying is like you got to ask yourself the hard questions like God, I don't believe you in this area. Or God, I don't want to wait on you in this area. I'm impatient with you. You're taking too long to send me you're you're taking too long. Like what what is it that you have to ask yourself the questions? What is it that caused you to initiate or to accept this process or this connection that you are having with someone romantically? You have to genuinely ask yourself, right? And so you know, I was talking to I was talking to myself because I I talk to myself all the time, and I said, you know, it's very interesting how a lot of people outside of the church, a lot of people who don't really know their word, a lot of people who don't really have an intimate relationship with God, are so so sure of the kind of person that Jesus is. Like you could hear people say, Jesus wouldn't do that, Jesus wouldn't do this, and it's like. I mean, yeah, in certain instances, you can say that based off of certain things, but it's also like, how can you say what somebody would do if you don't know them? And so the reason why I'm saying this is because when it comes to the world and the standards and the things that they say is okay when it comes to, especially Christians, when it comes to the way we live this life, we have to remember the perspective that they're talking about. It is skewed. It's skewed. And so all I'm saying is, saints, is you got to be wise in this season. You got to be careful in this season who you even connect with, not even just romantically, but just in general. The devil is sending counterfeits. He is sending counterfeits. If you sense and you discern that somebody is not in a relationship that they're supposed to be in, pray for that person. Ask God to show that person. Or if God has already shown, because honestly, some people like God has already shown them. They just don't want to go through with it. Right. Another another question of a lack of belief is like, Lord, I don't trust that you can redeem time. I feel like if I break up with this person that I'm going to be behind. And so because I don't want to feel like I'm behind, I'd rather just feel like I'm moving forward rather than ending something that you never initiated in the first place. There's always a route to it. These kind of these kind of instances, relationships, romantic relationships outside of the will of God 
All I'm, I'm saying, saints, it is only a fruit of something that is rooted in somebody's heart. That's all that it is. It's, it's the fruit. It's not the root. You got to get to that root. But what I'm saying is, is you have to, you just have to be wise in this season with whom you connect with because the devil is sending counterfeits. You have to pray. You have to seek the Lord. You have to look at the things that are that that you have to look at the things that you partake in in this life from the lens of Jesus, right? And that 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 phrase that he was saying to his disciples on the mountain, you have heard it said this, but I say, use that perspective in every decision that you make in your life, in every step that you take in your life. Okay, I've heard this, but Jesus, what do you say? It's literally prayer. That's literally what repentance looks like. Changing your mind, renewing your mind, saying, re recognizing that the standard of the world is not the standard of Jesus. And this is not this. I guess you could say this is cliche, but this is this is this is discipleship. This is the gospel. Repentance, changing your mind, renewing your mind, following Jesus, letting his thoughts be your thoughts. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. That means the way that Christ thinks. The perspective of Christ, the thoughts that Christ has, right? Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. His mind is in me. His perspective is in me. His evaluation is in me. The way he looks and scans certain situations to see whether if this will be beneficial or not, it's in me. It all comes from him. And this is what happened. And, and if it doesn't, and if it's not in me, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to tear down any mindset that is contrary to his so that I can make room for it. Because I'm submitting to him, even though the way he thinks or his perspective is not what I want. Because at the end of the day, he said that no man can follow me unless he takes up his cross. Unless he leaves everything behind. So it's very interesting, like I said, that this happened on Valentine's Day because I was not planning to do this. This was literally spontaneous. But I wanted to have this. I wanted to I wanted to talk about this because this is real. And I under and listen. I understand that some of I understand that some of y'all are lonely. I understand that some of you and listen, I get it. Like we're supposed to be around community. The Bible says, do not forsake the gathering of the saints. So we do need to be around people. Even when God created Adam, man is he said it's not good for man to be alone. I get it. We're supposed to have people. But let me tell you all something. I don't want to get too spiritual, but I'm just telling you what I know. When the Bible says that Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother like the Lord meant that when he said that in his word, God is more of a friend to me than any friend that I can see. I have not looked Jesus in his face. I don't even know what he looks like, but I'm telling you right now, I know this. I know this by the Holy Ghost that Jesus Christ is more of a real friend to me than any connection that I have made and any connection that I ever will make on this earth. I promise you, if you tap into the presence of God, if you seek the Lord, I promise you, he will meet you. I promise you, if you just seek him, 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. I'm just trying to encourage somebody. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. You obviously don't do it with the wrong motives, but if you seek God, he'll send you a wife. If you seek God, he'll send you a husband. He'll send you a companion who will love you and who will walk his purpose for your life with you. He will send you that, but seek him first. Seek him first. Recognize that all of the good things that God made is only a testimony of how good he is. That girl that you want to pursue, but you just can't and you're struggling. That guy that you really want to date, but you know that it's not it and you feel it in your spirit. Just know that that amazing guy that you desire, that amazing woman that you desire, recognize that God is the one that created them. And if they're so good and if they're so great and if they're so amazing to you, how much more is the one that created them? You see what I'm saying? You got to look at it from that perspective. Look at all of God's creation to be a testimony of who he is. And if he's the originator of it, then how much more of it does he have compared to the thing that he created? So all in all, my message is be wise. Use wisdom. Um, be very discerning and pray for yourself and pray for others. Um, like I said, this podcast was not I'm not telling nobody to break up with nobody. I'm not telling anybody to get with anybody. All I'm saying is this podcast is a self challenge. Even as as I'm saying this, I'm challenging myself now. Mm -hmm. Are you are you following Jesus with your heart fully? And these are just questions that you have to ask yourself. So, like I said, it's just a challenge to you. So I appreciate y'all for listening. I'm out, y'all. Be blessed. What is going on, beautiful people? I appreciate the listening and the support to the Christ Convo podcast. If you received any form of insight on this last episode, leave a review on Spotify, on Apple Music, whichever source you listen to this podcast. I will be back for a new episode. Stay tuned. Be blessed.